Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujiadeen. Today is Thursday, August 17th. Coming up, senior citizens who want to live out their golden years in the same rural towns they grew up in are facing a growing problem. How to get around. Transportation around here is very hard because if you can't drive and you don't have a vehicle, you can't go nowhere. We'll hear about one possible solution in rural Kansas. But first, an update on the central Kansas newspaper that lost its equipment when police raided its offices last week. Police have returned the equipment they took from the Marion County record. The investigation remains open, but the Kansas Bureau of Investigation and a county attorney now say there isn't enough evidence to support police seizing computers, reporting notes, and other property. And the staff managed to put out yesterday's issue of the paper. Rose Conlin of the Kansas News Service was there. Marion County Record, this is Sherry, may I help you? It was hectic all day at the Marion County Record as the seven-person staff rushed to meet its midnight deadline to send the paper to print. They scrambled to reconstruct pages of the newspaper and iron out details in their own reporting on the story that's thrust this central Kansas town of around 2,000 people into the national spotlight. We're having to recreate legals, classifieds, all of our normal things that we have readily available and our server is gone. Sherry Bentz, the paper's office manager, fielded a deluge of calls. Community members asking how they can help, reporters seeking interviews, and people from across the country voicing their support. Bentz says the paper has gotten over 1,500 new digital subscribers. On Tuesday, several people stopped by the office in person to subscribe. Thank you so much. Did you get a subscription? I did. So did we. Are you from Kansas City? I'm from Phoenix. Around mid-morning, staff got a temporary server set up so they could access their emails for the first time in days. They were able to use some older computers to work on the week's paper. Sports reporter Nicholas Kimball said it was slow going. Everything was on those computers. And so Eric's basically having to rebuild uh, the template that was going to go out for this week re-downloading software programs so he can start working again. The raid appears to have stemmed from a dispute with a local restaurant owner over a drunk driving conviction. The Marion County Police Department, which had a search warrant but not a subpoena typically sought to seize journalist materials, has said the raid was justified. Emily Bradbury, executive director of the Kansas Press Association, stopped by the newsroom to help answer calls. She worries the seizure could set a dangerous precedent. And I'm hearing from journalists across the state saying, wait a minute, I get tips all the time and I use public databases to look up information all the time. So does that mean they can come and take my entire computer? Meantime, attorney Bernie Rhodes, who represents the paper, is deciding what legal steps to take. The damage has already occurred. I can't stop that, but I can try to send a message loud and clear. It won't be tolerated in the future. Outside the paper's building, people have left flowers in memory of Joanne Meyer, the co-owner of the Marion County record. The 98-year-old died on Saturday, a day after police raided her home. The coroner's report listed the cause as sudden cardiac arrest. 
Publisher Eric Meyer says he believes stress from the raid played a role in his mother's death. Her funeral will be held Saturday. And now that this week's paper is in newsstands, its reporters say they'll turn their attention to next week's edition and fight to get their equipment back. For NPR News, I'm Rose Conlin in Marion. We'll be back after this. Back in 1908, Kansas City biscuit businessman Jacob Luce was locked into a bitter rivalry with Nabisco when he had this idea for a chocolate sandwich cookie, unlike anything on the market. The Hydrox had this, like, really elaborate laurel wreath and this really elaborate font. It was like a very baroque sort of cookie. How Kansas City created the original Oreo. That's on the podcast, A People's History of Kansas City. Unreliable transportation in rural areas means many seniors have trouble shopping for groceries, visiting family, and getting to medical care. Reporter Andrew Lopez visited Southwest Kansas to learn more about the problem and at least one possible solution. I'll get ready to buy. <laughs> I'm sitting with a group of seniors playing cards at the Melvin O. Cooter Senior Center in Tribune, Kansas. The town sits in Greeley County, along the Colorado border. It's the least populated county in the state, and fewer than 800 people live in Tribune, the county seat. Outside the senior center, there's one grocery store, a bank, a post office, and a library. All essential services that make living in rural America possible. But one thing's missing. There is no public transportation here. That's Dave Tarman at the senior center. He's 73. Transportation around here is very hard because if you can't drive and you don't have a vehicle, you can't go nowhere. Uh, We have volunteers around the county that will drive somebody to Garden City if they have a doctor's appointment, but sometimes they can't find that. What happens if they can't? They don't get to go to the doctor. Tarman is describing the worst-case scenario for seniors in rural parts of the state— A lack of mobility combined with isolation that leaves people stranded. But the problem of not having reliable transportation options for seniors isn't limited to southwest Kansas. It represents the dilemma for most of rural America. And considering that one in five Americans will be over the age of 65 by 2030, the transportation problems that older Kansans face in more remote regions may soon preface a looming shortage of senior mobility options nationwide. That means a growing group of Americans will have more trouble shopping for groceries, visiting family, or traveling for medical care. In Tribune, that figure of one in five people over 65 years old already exists. Chelsea Cavani is the director of the senior center there, She says she's been trying to come up with a solution for years now. We can't even call a neighboring town. In fact, I've tried calling um, several neighboring towns to see if they have a route that they'd be willing to set up or take even just on an on-call basis to come and pick up people who need rides to doctors. And uh, most of them all tell me that they, they don't go outside of their county. Cavani says that although the senior center has a small bus it shares with the nursing home in town, it doesn't have the infrastructure to shuttle seniors daily in it. But it's the only form of, I guess, quote unquote, public transportation we have in the community. However, 
we have no dispatching system. We have no on-call number. Um, we have no scheduling to reserve a ride or anything like that. Mary Kinlan is another patron of Tribune Senior Center. She's 94. She tells me about the bad news her doctor shared with her last year. They said 93-year-olds shouldn't be driving. Even though Kinlan stopped driving, she's fortunate enough to have a daughter in the region who can drive her to doctor appointments outside of Greeley County. Well, I I have uh, an eye that I get shots in, and I have to go down and get to Garden City to get them. I see a kidney doctor. You know, it's just things that when you get old, they wear out. Otherwise, do you like staying kind of within town, within town? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is where my friends are. I wouldn't want to live anyplace else. Tribune is home now. But not everyone has someone. Even before heading to Tribune, I heard stories of an older gentleman named Wave Winter. I heard he was 84 and didn't have any children. And I also heard he'll be starting cancer treatment soon, but can't drive right now. He's in a tough spot. I was able to find someone in town to bring me to him out in the country to hear his story. Broke my leg, got cancer. Let's see, what else? Oh, it's terrible. Miss uh, Chelsea Cavani at the Senior Center said that that you're going to be starting treatment pretty soon, right? That's what I'm trying to do, but i got to go try to save my license first, or I won't even have this pickup. They'll take it away from me. Winter tells me that because he doesn't have any friends or family nearby, he's relying on others to bring him groceries until he can repair his truck. But the clock is ticking. His license renewal is due soon, and if he's caught driving without a valid license, he could have his license suspended. Without people to shuttle him around, he'll be stranded, miles away from Tribune. Establishing transportation networks for seniors isn't easy or cheap, but it's not impossible. One small community in Grant County seems to be in a good place. So the senior center has really kind of been a lifeline for you in some ways. It is. It really is. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to 85-year-old Price Shipley at the Grant County Senior Center in Ulysses, which is about 80 miles southeast of Tribune. Although he says he can't drive due to the gout in his feet, he's more than satisfied with the shuttle service his center provides. If you have to go to like a doctor or a specialist for your issue, can they help you get to hospitals? Yes, they can. Yes, and they have. Mm-hmm. Like I have appointments, uh, they'll get me to my appointments, like in Dodge City or Garden City. And that's door-to-door service up to 90 miles outside Grant County. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's good. It's really good. I don't know if every town has this or not. But this is excellent. Center Director Ludovina Gonzalez says that even if seniors in Grant County aren't interested in being at the center, they can still take advantage of its transportation options. I want to be able to reach out to everybody in different in the different aspects of their life and where they're at and meet them where they're at. Because of the funding the center receives from the county, Gonzalez is able to allocate money to the center's transportation department. The center has two transit vans, a senior bus with a wheelchair lift, and even a silver bluebird bus that takes seniors on trips. People in leadership really need to take note that we need to take care of our elderly people. And that is something that I feel that our county really does well. And I think that it comes down to the leaders, the people that are running the community, the people that are making choices and decisions for the community, that those are things that they need to invest in. 
and that investment by Grant County allows seniors to maintain their independence and to be happy and age comfortably, even in the smallest towns in the middle of America. For KMUW News, I'm Andrew Lopez. This story was reported with a grant from the SCAN Foundation. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujiadi. This podcast is produced by Paris Norvell and KCUR Studios and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. For more news about Kansas and Missouri from Kansas City's NPR station, visit kcur.org. If you're enjoying our show, please rate and review us. It really helps us grow our audience. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.